Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, and just back from a family trip in a rental Yukon out to the Midwest. Sean Scott from South Florida Subculture Coffee. Um, Sean, thanks for taking the time today, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so uh, Sean and I were just talking before we started recording. He and his wife and his two kids, ages nine and six, rented a Yukon uh, recently and drove from South Florida out to uh, the Midwest and the Rockies and had a great trip. And then y'all got back, uh, what, what, Saturday? Is that right? Yeah, Saturday, yeah. Okay. So so what's going on at Subculture, man? Have y'all been closed completely or i mean florida has been yeah. a little bit more open in general than a lot of places so what's what's the story down there yeah it has you know but but the um you know the 15th of march is when you know rodney and i we, we kind of met with our operations guy and decided on the 8th that the 18th we we're going to close completely you know just to kind of even though our, our governor was saying that you know we were food service so we could stay open for grab and go or curbside or whatever uh, we just thought hey we'll just shut down the shop you know for two weeks <laughs> like two everyone weeks. thought you know yeah um it, well at least that's what the government was saying so we we decided oh, let's just do it for at least two weeks just to help do our part and and not um whatever and um and that's turned that turned into two months and the shop just opened uh today so really months later yeah yeah so two months later and it's it's uh back open so oh nice man well how's it go- how's it going today people coming in yeah well <clears throat> you know it's uh it, it, you know it's it's, fu- it's funny timing too <laughs> this will probably blow up your 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 podcast but um i'm actually in the middle of exiting subculture and starting a new coffee brand up in winston-salem uh north carolina um so uh it's, it's all good um and uh but yeah this this transition just so happened to be the same time that covid happened so my wow. life is it's wonderfully weird uh but just kind of re-envisioning even what coffee is going to be so you know starting another coffee business this is my fourth one that, that i'm going to be launching um you know that itself is always a challenge in a new town uh with a new clientele um, but it's exciting, uh, but, uh, you know, what, what, what does the future hold, you know, for all of us? You know, I think we, we all have to re-envision, um, okay, this is, this is a the re- reality now, but I think you'd be a fool to say you shouldn't plan for this, whether it's 10 years, 20 years, even 30 years. It's good to kind of have, oh, this can happen. Like, how, how does, you know, food and beverage uh, adapt to that? You know, whether it be um, just payment or, or or online orders or just strategy as to smaller events. You know, I've got some different ideas uh, for that. But that's kind of been the fun part for me in, in all this is allowing the time to re-strategize, like, what the industry looks like um, in this moment of pause. So Wow. Dude, Winston-Salem, man, you're going to be like an hour and some change from me. I will yeah. definitely be there. What took you to Winston? Uh. You know, it was, um, it's just funny, man. You know, South Florida has been amazing. I've been down here all of, um, since 2001, except for two years. So a long time, almost 20 years. And, um, and you know, it's just different, you know, it's a change of season. You know, subculture, I was, I, I, I like changing when things are good. 
and, mm. and subculture kind of established itself and my partner has a kind of broader vision uh for the brand down here so they're gonna they're in a healthy healthy way and they're, they're gonna continue um but i i just wanted a kind of a, a change of life for my family really um and so uh, kind of north carolina has been my focus for the past nine months really i've been kind of looking all over the state and um and I, I have some great opportunity in Winston-Salem, and I think it's it's kind of like the redhead stepchild of North Carolina, of the, of the cities right now. You know, Asheville gets the press, Raleigh gets the press, Charlotte's, you know, Ben, you know, the, the, the big boy. But Winston-Salem has a lot of growth happening and not a lot of coffee roasters. So um, I decided uh, I'm going to give it a go there. <laughs> so Dang, uh, Winston-Salem. That's yeah. where Krispy Kreme started, man. Good. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know, man. You know, Wake Forest. It's a you know, it's a it's a university town, just just like a lot of you guys up there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think the opportunity is is kind of is ripe. So we'll see. Not a lot up there like subculture, just in concept. You know, there's a lot of kind of smaller coffee shops, but not a lot of uh, vibey. You know, this is I don't mean to sound douchey, but like more lifestyle brand coffee shops. You know, mm-hmm. I do a ton of events at subculture. And yeah. It's way more of a cultural hub. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I, in, in my multiple trips over there, I just haven't seen much of that going on. So, um, I mean, there's an opportunity besides coffee roasting. So that's freaking cool, man. I can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. Did, how did you settle on North Carolina? Did y'all have any ties here already or, uh, yeah, friends, you know, I, I have, uh, friends up there. Um, you know, a couple of the, the, the one guy that helped build out subculture, he's, he's moved up there. Um, a couple college friends live up there. So I've got some good local, you know, like local Intel on that. Um, and just help, right. You know, people that you can trust when you're launching a business, it's so crucial to, if you're going into a new market to at least have people that, that have their finger on the pulse and that you can trust, you know, when you're first, uh, firing up all the cylinders. So it's good. It's good. It's good having that, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it's. I think that that's what North Carolina has um, on lock. Unlike South Florida, you guys have these really great, vibrant metropolitan areas. Mm. But then you have countryside right outside of them. Yeah. Uh, that we just don't have in Florida. You know, it's just kind of continuous city down here. Yeah. Uh, and so that's. I was just looking for that, really. You know, just a, a different change of pace of life. So. That's freaking cool, man. You picked a good place, man. Winston Salem, Greensboro, High Point. The. Uh, yeah. Good little area for sure. Um, yeah, I, I've been here my whole life. Um, been to Winston Salem many times. Had a good friend growing up that moved there and spent some time there. Great town, man. The people there are really nice as well. That whole area is just smart move, man. You you did a good job. Uh, you did a really good job with your due diligence and research, and uh, that's a really cool pick. So when do y'all move up this way? Uh, in in about ten days. Oh God, dude. <laughs> You're a glut, man. You, you are. I tell you what, that's insane. You went out there for two weeks, and now you're back, and now you're moving your whole family up here. And then, all right, man. Good for you, Sean. Um, I hear you, dude. That's 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 awesome, man. Well, congratulations to you and your bride and your uh, children. Uh, North Carolina will look forward to having y'all. And uh, as as um, members of the community, and certainly as as a just a badass business dude man you've really done some cool stuff over the years i'm glad to have you back on here it's been a while um yeah you're yeah. you inspire me i love the fact that uh, things are humming along well and you 
decided that's when the when it's time to make a change and start man you're a starter um <laughs> yeah yeah well you know i, I think in, in any business relationship is key and um and i think too often we uh whether it's not being in tune with ourselves um or again, not understanding our vision. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are great at starting, yep. but they kind of get all, you know, it's a, they get lost along the way. And, uh, and for me, relationship, you know, whether, whether it's with the city or my partner, um, like I want everyone to remember me wherever I go as, you know, it was a positive relationship. It was honest, it was transparent. Uh, and, you know, and uh, and it, life has seasons, and so endings. I think a lot of people equate when someone leaves a business as oh he was fired or there's a huge disagreement. Or, that's just not the case sometimes, and it's not the case for me. Um, you know, and I think that's that's one thing that a lot a lot of people don't want to leave when life is good. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm a I'm a big gut guy, a big intuition guy, and it's like I think it's you know it's, it feels like it's time to go. Um, and, uh, and and handing off those reins, you know, trusting someone else is very difficult for an entrepreneur too. Like when you have your baby, yep. and subculture was just so it was just it's it's amazing, it's it's killer. And sure, there's a side of me that's that's like, oh man, this is foolish. But um, but the other side of entrepreneurship is, you know, it's it's just fun to create and creating in the same town, um, doing something else is just wasn't something I wanted to do. So I don't know, but. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I could be talking to you in a year and like, uh-oh, the wheels fell off, Will. <laughs> no, man. But, uh, I, I doubt but, uh, that, man. Um, well, good time of year to be moving up here. Um, I will very much look forward to heading up that way when things settle down and getting a chance to meet you in person. Um, tell me yeah. about, I mean, just generally speaking, you you already had some ideas um for where the industry may be going and where you wanted you maybe to take the business, a new business. Yeah. What, what's changed since over the last 60 days? Um, you know, I, so, I mean, so much has changed, changed. And I think everyone, you know, if you're, if you're at all, the guy in charge is, is looking for someone to, to kind of, that has some sort of ace up their sleeve or, or understands, um, you know, just can just can read the forecast, but you know everything is so unprecedented. You know, it, it, and I think that's the that's the craziest thing about this is even me. You know, I'm, I'm just guessing, right? So, like, we've never had anything where every industry has is affected every demographic, the whole country. You know, it's just usually it'll be it'll be mortgages, or it'll be the airline industry, or it'll be a terrorist attack. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, something that's that has a start and an end, and there's parameters, um, but. But I think uh, you know that's the that's the fascinating part about all this is thinking through you know the the food and beverage industry like how do you make that how do you make that uh, more bulletproof and I think it goes back to what, what's exciting for me is that it goes back to um, uh, the individual and quality over quantity i think this further um you know we were already we've been going there as a culture you know the whole farmer's table movement and the food and beverage industry for the past 10 15 years same thing with coffee 
um, you know, direct trade, all that stuff. Um, so it's been like this quasi, like kind of sexy ideal that we've been, uh, moving towards. And now this has kind of shifted us to even more quality, right? So, um, thinking about our supply chains, thinking about, you know, smaller numbers, um, instead of just, just quantity, you know, like get a ton of people in, um, now it's like, okay, how do we, how do we, you know, for for me even, uh, you know, events at a coffee shop, you know, how do I create experiences um, for smaller numbers uh, with, you know, more consistent revenue stream um, on the on the online side? Like, do I do I do almost like an experience subscription? Because um, I've I've had so many great events down here that aren't a ton of people. You know, that, let's say it's under the ten people, um, but you can still. So even in this pandemic. There are there are ways that you could curate experiences and business, yep. um, you know, with smaller numbers, um, still still making revenue. But I think you know, I I don't have clear answers, but I have a clear direction now. And and I think again, the model separating yourselves as to how you um, recognize your customer. In a, in a real kind of individual way, like not just blanket marketing or um, you're going to really have to know your customer and really earn their loyalty in this mm. um, to, to be successful um, even in a recovery because all, all our lifestyle habits, it takes 30 days to make or break a habit, right? It's been 60 days at least for most of us that we've been sitting at home. So we've broken all of our habits pre-coronavirus. Yeah. So now, like, industries literally have to reform habits for their consumers. Um, and I don't think that's going to be an easy thing for a lot of the old school that's going to that's gonna want to do business as usual. Because um, I think people are going to be like, wow, I saved a ton of money not doing this or not buying this. I don't I actually don't have to go here. Um, and so I think everyone's going to have to really sharpen their, their knives. Um and, and kind of figure out a, a new strategy, you know, over quantity. So who knows, but, um, and I, and I could be wrong. People could just flood, flood all of us, right? Food and beverage is just going to get hammered in six months because people are going to be so stoked to get back out and just mingle and, and congregate. Um, but you know, we'll see. Well, you know, you bring up an interesting point about, well, a few things. Um, Curating a group of experiences, uh, dude, I hear you 100% on that, especially in a subscription model. Um, if you're able to pull something like that off. I've got some friends that are part of some group. I'll, I'll never do it because I'm too cheap, but uh, they have like this group that um, they'll have – it's an old abandoned church here in Charlotte, and it's fairly – it was a small church, and they have these well-known – uh, musicians and comedians, you know, that come in. I think they have like one event a month or something like that. I don't know. They pay a lot of money to be a part of this, but it'd be people you know. It'd be like, um, right. I don't know, what's a bad example? You, you know, some, you know, just John Mellencamp is going to come. You know, it's like old, old right, people right. that have been around a long time. You know, I'm 45, like people that we knew growing up or whatever, and they come and it's an intimate setting. And, God, the amount of money they pay to be a part of this thing is insane, but they all love it. I mean, they all love it, and they 
you know, they renew every year and they talk about these experiences and they're unique and you feel like you're part of this small tribe of people that has this unique opportunity. And that's kind of what you're getting at, which is we all want to be one of the things that we, we may break our habits, but one thing I think that we're hardwired for is uh, to be connected with people and not connected through zoom connected in person. We want to be around people. Um, and, we want to be a part of a, a tribe, which is what you're talking about with a lifestyle brand. That's really what a lifestyle brand is. It's a tribe. And yeah. uh, it's, you know, a group of people that identify with other people on some for some particular reason, whether it's Patagonia or um, subculture coffee or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. That's I, I hear you 100 percent. Um, it's become very clear that you can build a, a really loyal, devoted audience of people if you make the right investment into your product and into uh, understanding those individuals sure. really well, what they need yeah. and what they want. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Do you um, have you ever heard of this? Uh, there's a lady in Australia. She has a blog called The Story of Telling. Have you ever? Do you know about her? No. Bernadette Jiwa, dude, I would highly recommend checking out her blog. I've been following her for years and she is like, she gets it big time uh, from that perspective and does a really good job of, you know, she helps big brands that kind of talk about what you and I are talking about, but don't really know how to do it or they're trying to do it. That's what her, I think her, I think that's how she's paid, I believe, but her content's really good. It's really concise and it's just really intentional and well thought out and I, she understands that concept as well as anybody seth godin's another one of course but um anyway man check that out cool. the story yeah, of well, telling yeah for sure well, yeah, uh, we're, the, the uh the the new uh shop of theirs is going to be called known <laughs> known coffee for that very reason right so it's the the tagline is our coffee your story oh and, uh, yes and uh but that's, I'm, I'm naming it that because you know it's it every every time someone someone whether it be an interview or personally asked okay why do you do coffee, you know it's like uh, in my in my experience the, the ten years I've been doing this, um, there's you know the coffee is kind of a hit habitual thing you know it's like five minutes every day, you know at eight a.m. Will walks in gets his americano you know yeah. don't fill it all the way blah, 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 you know like the that's so many people. Um, but continuing their story, you know, the customer's story, um, that turn into lifelong friends. So we have, you know, it's incredible to see, um, uh, people feel known, um, in that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, you know, I've had people get married in our coffee shop down here. You know, I have, uh, I, I've seen extraordinary things, um, through coffee and I was like, I should just name it known. <laughs> so, oh, so man. known coffee will be, it, it won't be subculture up there in North Carolina. It'll be called known coffee. No. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's, it, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's one of the things that, that we've, again, just like farmer table, it's, it's turned into a lot of consultants have, have, have told businesses they need to do it, but, you can very clearly see authenticity and kind of ethos and, and pillars of companies and those that are just trying to like market, you know, like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to uh, manipulate you through your emotions. <laughs> you know, very, <laughs> That's exactly right. Very, you true. Know, very different, but it's, but it's, it's out there, you know, like, every, like that vernacular is kind of all over it, throughout 
bunch of different industries. Um, but the, you know, it, there, there's gonna be, again, there's gonna be a separation and, and people read through it too. You know, people, people can see it in consistency and motivation and, and just how you operate as a business, um, between the lines, um, it becomes pretty, pretty apparent. So, uh, but that's like, I, I was sitting with a buddy in Dallas and, um, he's just like one of those friends that just holds you accountable, like in just great ways. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I just love him to death. And, and, uh, you know, we were just sitting on, on his, on his, uh, deck drinking some amazing, uh, uh, rye. And, um, and he, he was just kind of tapping in even to me, you know, asking questions and you realize how easy we just go on a pilot with that stuff, you know, when it comes, it's, it's kind of more natural or, you know, coffee's just relational as, as a whole, like the industry, it's like just kind of a, a consistent thread. Um, but, uh, we all still have to watch ourselves in that. Um, and, and it was just, it was just like a really poignant moment. Right. So just having those checks, um, and I, sorry, sorry about going all about this, you know, but I, I think that, that in, in business, um, the, all the spreadsheets and P&Ls are really crucial to running the business, mm. but the older I get, you know, I'm 41, um, the, the, like the, the, the fibrous texture that kind of binds you together, you know, like the spark that motivates you, all that stuff is such, it's continual intention especially in these moments, right? When, when your employees are, are freaking out, your industry is yep. changing. A lot of businesses are closing. Your, you know, your micro loans that they said they're going to, are going to come in, aren't coming or whatever it is. You're it really like another gut check. Like, okay, this is totally not worth it. Or this is, this is why I'm in it, you know, for, for the other side and to be here for, for the community and, and my people. Um, so, just refinement and the kind of reminder intentionality is so important for, for business owners right now to kind of really tap into that because we had, we had the time, you know, we're all starting now, but hopefully people spent the past two months, you know, digging deep, um, in, in all that stuff that can, can take a quick backseat to, you know, the, just the bottom line, you know, gross net revenues and cost of goods and, you know, all that stuff. So, um, it's, it's been invaluable in that respect for sure. Well, it's a great way to look at it. And I think that a lot of people have gone through that assessment. I think the ones that are going to come out of this stronger and better have certainly done that. And they've questioned yeah. whether they, why did I start doing this in the first place? Do I still love what I do? Let's get back to the foundation or, or, you know, let's continue to build on the foundation that we laid. But the last few years, the last six, seven, eight years have been, you know, this generally speaking, booming, growing economy, and not that it was ever easy to be successful. It's very hard to be successful in hospitality. You know, stop, hard stop, no doubt. But um, things were moving so fast, it was hard to have time to even take a breath and, and, yeah. and think through this stuff. So this is something that seems to have really, you know, from the outset, like this is this sucks. It does for a lot of reasons number one being that people have you know lost their lives from this but as a business it's i think a lot of people have really been able to 
take advantage of it in, in good ways if you if you right. have the right mindset um, yeah. and you have yeah. the right mentality and you don't let this bring you down. You let this you use this as a, a shock to the system to make you better and stronger. So yeah. y- you've got the double whammy of being able to do that as you're as you're planning a new concept, man. Um, when, when does known open? You already have your location and everything signed yeah, and lease signed. Have location. Uh, you know, it depends. You know, things are obviously stalled out a little bit, but uh, we're shooting for September, October, so into okay. the fall, but should be. So we shall see. Where in Winston Salem are you going to be? Fourth uh, Street, so Fourth and Trade. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, that's kind of like the that main street downtown. Yeah. Uh, that new hotel went in across the street and but yeah it seems 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 I'm, I'm i'm on the corner there so um beautiful space nice um all right man and you have you already signed your lease i assume so yeah yeah okay and you guys are doing the have you started the build out or uh no it's just in the plant you know the plan phase architect phase so okay you know have have a uh, but yeah there's there's not a lot of structural stuff that we have to do, you know, so, uh, it's more just kind of putting equipment in and making it, making the space your own, but like, we don't have to do major reconstruction on the space, which is good. So good. <laughs> that's, that's an asshole. Well, but. coffee is, we've talked before. I think I've told you, I, I love coffee. I, I really have always loved coffee. I find it to be a, it's something you want to, like you said, it may be a short period of time every day, but it's a very special time. And I've noticed that for the last month or so, I get up first in my house. I have, I'm married. I have three kids. I'm up first. I like the quiet time with coffee. But uh, what I would typically do is have a quick coffee in the morning to kind of get myself going, get the kids to school, and then I go maybe get a workout in. And then I go sit in a coffee shop, you know, and I'll yeah. do, that's where I work. I don't, you know, really keep an office. So... Uh, I I may not know anybody else that's in the coffee shop at the time, although I'm not, you know I'm one of those like norm guys, so I am a regular like you're talking about, and they know me and right. know what I drink <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But I really enjoy just having people around. So what I've noticed is I, I started sitting out on my front porch. Now I've been in this house 15 years. I've rarely sat out. We have a small front porch. We have a nice big back porch. That's where I am right now. It's screened in. But in the morning now, yeah. I, take, I take one of my dogs out there. She gets up with me, and we go out there, and we sit on the front porch. And people are running and, you know, walking and jogging. And even just having that, like, distant connection, which they don't even know that connection's there. But it's sort of like yeah, sitting yeah. in the coffee yeah. shop. It's just something you kind of want to feel like you're, you're, uh, you're doing it around other people for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a unique thing about coffee, I think. Yeah, and I think the I think you know the whole space share, you know, working from home was again that was that's been growing the past five years, and I think a lot of companies are going to learn from this. Oh man, that overhead, we may not need that for productivity, which could be a good thing for coffee shops, right? Because people aren't going to want to sit in their house all day. No. No, 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 because they drive each other crazy. Yeah, they just drive each other. So, you know, coffee shops are the default, right? Again, you don't go to a pub to do your work for four hours. No. You don't go to a restaurant, you go to a coffee shop. So I think that for our industry could be good, too. If, if in fact, that stay at home and work uh, increases the next couple of years or even in the short term, that could be a benefit for our industry specifically. So we'll see. 
You better get your second location out in the suburbs, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Nobody's be coming up to those offices. You got to be out where they are. But no, I, I, it'll be um, it'll be some of both. But I, I, certainly, there are going to be a lot of companies that, that realize that we've been lucky to be doing that for all, all of our thirteen years, and wow. works fine. <laughs> yeah. If you got people you trust and you know they're going to get their job done, and you can connect when needed, it, it uh, it's a good thing to be be remote like that. Um, yeah. Well, I could not be more thrilled. I had no idea you were heading this way. I can't wait to head up there in the fall. Hopefully this stuff will clear up and um, it'll be a beautiful time of year to open a coffee shop in Winston-Salem. And I'm going to be I'm gonna be there the first week, man. Whenever you let me know you're opening, I'm, I'm definitely going to make the trip, man. It's a short drive and an easy drive and I would just be thrilled to be there. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, dude. Well... If you um, man, if you need any help when you're moving or anything, let me know. I'm not far away. You know? I mean, <laughs> I'll do anything to get out right now. <laughs> I'll, I got masks. I got gloves. <laughs> uh, well, I think I'm, I'm putting a, a, a you know a chicken coop in our uh, in our new yard and all that. Nice. Uh, you know, if you if you have any uh, skills on the <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to learn them, man. We're actually, uh, ironically, we're moving in. Uh, well. On Saturday, the movers come. We're moving um, to Waxhaw, which is just south of Charlotte. They're kind of connected now, almost. But we got we got a five acres out there, and uh, we're oh, sweet. trying to get the balance of like getting away, but still having access to you know right. city life when we want it. So uh, I I had to go out there and learn how to drive the tractor <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to mow that grass, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, five five acres is no joke. That's a that's a, that would take you quite a long time to push mow. <laughs> yeah, no, it would. T- yeah, it's like two hours on the tractor. The guy tells me so. Uh, you know, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put our kids to work. But I, just the reason I brought that up is because I'm I'm uh, my wife's saying we're not gonna get chickens because you know she's like I don't want chickens, but we'll have chickens. We gotta have to have chickens, man. <laughs> gotta do it. Uh, that's good. All Sweet. right. Well, it was good talking, man. I appreciate it, and we'll we'll talk soon. Oh, Sean, absolutely, man. Uh, congrats again, and I can't wait to see you uh, this fall. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. See you, man. Bye. Bye.